Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I think that's why I've been able to keep up with all those daily pages because they only took 10 minutes to create. It becomes a routine for you. I just put this here, there, 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 and then be done. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 181. In this episode, I'm joined by Natalie Posniak to chat about the ways she simplifies and streamlines her scrapbooking. If you're feeling stretched thin, our conversation offers reassurance and helpful suggestions. Hey, Natalie, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, how are you? I am well today. I'm excited to chat with you. Can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Sure. I am Natalie Posniak, and I am from the northern part of Illinois. And I basically, I love memory keeping. And I am full-time. I work as a an account manager at a um, recruitment agency. And then I did have my own side business with my husband for a few years And I have three kids. Uh, They are eight, six, and five. And then we have two dogs. And basically, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Sounds like you have a busy household with lots to photograph. (laughs) Oh, yes. Lots to photograph with with everything that's going on. Very busy over here. Always moving. (laughs) So what's exciting you right now in memory keeping? I would say... Probably traveler's notebooks. I have always loved traveler's notebooks. And I took a, probably a few years off of actually working in them. But I actually went back to uh, working in them, especially since my full-time job. I used to be a stay-at-home mom for uh, five years. Mm-hmm. And so when I was actually working beforehand, I would use a traveler's notebook and I would put all of my plans in there, but then I would also do like a daily journal. I would put my kids' artwork in there. Um, I would put photographs. So I'm kind of getting back into that right now um, because it's just something that I truly love to have in my hands at all times. I can jot down little notes, um, little things that the kids say. It's just bringing joy to me right now. Are there any particular kind of traveler's notebook related products that you're using or relying on? Are you stamping in it? You know, what does that look like for you? 
Um, right now I'm kind of sectioning it off. So like the first half of the notebook, it's a actual traveler's notebook brand Mm -hmm. and I get it from, um, I think it's called jet pens and I buy a whole bunch of, oh, I love (laughs) them. I try to make sure that I get like a whole bunch, like in an order at once so that I'm just doing a one-time buy. Um, but I will probably use one notebook per month, I would say. And I split it off. So the first half I am using just for as like daily memory keeping and putting basically almost like the bullet journal. I just put bullets, uh, my thoughts that way. That's how my brain works is in a bullet um, type of way. So I get all of my stuff down that way. And the second half is literally my to-do list. And so I just keep going back and forth, but I do use like Allie Edwards products. I love her handwriting. So I will print Mm -hmm. that out on like clear sticker paper. So then it kind of blends in with the paper. Um, So I do that a lot. I love anything. Um, I want to say any words, I guess you could say that I can add from her line is usually going into my traveler's notebook. And then I use my kids, uh, artwork as well. So like I have a huge pile that I have to go through. So I usually separate it by what I want to keep in to give to them when they're older. And then I use one pile that I can just throw away. And the other one is for me to cut up and put into my traveler's notebooks. Oh, very cool. I love that. Different ways to include our kids' artwork and feeling like we're celebrating it without having to keep every single thing. Yes. Cause they come <laughs> home with like 10 pieces, like at least, yeah. and I have three kids. So like, that's like 30 pieces of paper every single day. So yeah. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to be organized with all of that and make sure that I'm keeping the good things and then trying to get rid of what probably wouldn't we wouldn't need at all or they would want it to see later on. Yeah. So I'm now I'm told my brain is turning because I have the clear sticker paper, but I've used it mostly for printing out journaling to put on something where that's the easiest way to do it. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking about all my alley digital products. I'm like, I could be making clear stickers to put on whatever. Like, And you can make them any size you want. And I think that's why I've been so drawn to digital these last few years is because you Mm -hmm. can print it however, whatever size you want, small, big. So I usually take her, um, I think, whatever comes out that month on the 15th. So I have, I think I'm on her, the just right and the monthly and there's one more that she does. Oh, the story kits. I usually have those three and Mm -hmm. whatever the, the stamp kit is, is basically what I'm using to just kind of blow up and put on a sticker paper. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all about this. So that will be my next experiment. (laughs) It's so much fun. I truly enjoy it. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, I've kind of grown, I can't say I love fussy cutting, but I've grown to appreciate the, the therapy of fussy cutting. (laughs) I'm with you. I want to really like it. So I will sit down like one night, I think, and I will just fussy cut everything out and then I'll stick it into like a little pocket so that I can mm-hmm. quickly go through it. 
Um, and then just pick whatever word or style that I'm liking for that day. And then I just place it down. I try not to overthink what I'm putting on the page. Yes. Yes. That's always a good strategy. I mean, we all need to do a little bit less overthinking, I'm sure. So, so we also like to ask our guests about their memory keeping bucket list. So this is a story that feels really important to tell. It could be serious. It could be silly, but it feels like something you really need to capture, but you haven't done it yet. So what's one story on your bucket list? I would have to say, I really want to do the first year of each of my kids and actually put it into a bound book. I did mm -hmm. do like the normal project life, but when we moved recently, I put it all into a box and then everything kind of fell apart. So now I want to go back because my kids love these bound books that I'm doing that are digitally. And I want to make like an eight by 10 just for each of them that they can have later on and take and have all the photos of their first year and all those moments. Um, yeah, it's definitely on my bucket list. I just need to, uh, get to it. <laughs> I guess you could yeah, say make the time be intimidating projects. So yes, I recently, um, started trying to find all my photographs again. Mm -hmm. I, I use Lightroom and I realized that a lot of my stuff wasn't in Lightroom. So I've been slowly by surely trying to add everything in there to organize it. Um, and I did accidentally erase everything off my hard drive when I switched computers from a Mac to a uh, Windows computer. So I'm hoping I didn't lose anything good on there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but that's, that's what stressful. I get. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I hope you are able to find everything that you need and, and it works out in the end. So. Yes, it, it should. I, I'm pretty sure I got most of everything. And I have a blog that I normally just kind of post all my photos to, like as a backup. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure they should be on there. Fingers crossed. Yes, yes. Definitely have our fingers crossed for you. So photography is actually, you know, why I wanted to talk to you because I, I've seen your Instagram and I just, I noticed that the photos really are center stage and we're in the middle of our photos creative journey at Simple Scrapper. And I just wanted to kind of peel back the curtain on how you think about photos and how you use them in your memory keeping. So let's start with your hashtag. You use a Posniac daily recap to share basically a photo dump every day. Yes. Um, I basically, I'm not sure how I even started or came up with the hashtag for it. I think somebody that I'm friends with on Instagram suggested it so that mm -hmm. I had like a separate area that I can just like find all of my photos. Um and it kind of just stuck. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to keep going with that one. Um, but yes, I do take photos daily. I probably, depending on the day, is maybe like 10 to 20 photos a day. Weekends, probably a little bit more than that because we're a little bit more busy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's basically a photo dump. And I do that A, for 
my family members who don't get to see the kids or they want to see what's happening in our lives at that moment. And then for other family members who are actually out of state, so they can kind of also see what, you know, the kids look like, what we've been up to. They kind of feel part of our family, even though they're kind of far away. And the second reason why I kind of do a daily photo dump, I guess you could say, I set up a, it's, it's an app called If This Then That. So mm-hmm. every single time I post something onto my Instagram account, it gets transferred over to my blog and it's just photos. Um, and my kids each have their own email address. So they're subscribed to that blog and then they get those photos. So it's another way for me to, once they're 18, I can hand over that, you know, email address. And then they have all these photos that they can look at later on in life, basically. Oh, that's so clever. Um, Yeah. Not only having it on your blog, but sending it to your kids' email addresses and all that. That's just, you're uh, definitely using automation well Yes, (laughs) to to support your memory keeping. I feel bad. My first son, he's eight years old. So I've been doing it for the last eight years. So I don't even know how many emails, I mean, daily emails he gets. So it'll be interesting once he turns 18. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> It'll take a while to go through all those, but definitely oh, yeah. a, a, a something that will be treasured, I can imagine. So, Oh, yes, I agree. So part of what stood out to me is that your photos are just gorgeous. Are you just using your phone? Are you using a regular camera? How, how do you take photos every day? I only use my phone. Um, I did back in the day actually use a manual camera. I went to school for photography. And so the funny thing is I only really liked taking um, still life portrait, like still life. So not of people. I I didn't like taking pictures of people. I would take, you know, nature's nature photos. I would do still lifes of like fruit or things like that Mm -hmm. when I went to college. Um, And I kind of fell off of doing, I, I, I kind of fell off of doing photography for a while and cause I, everything was, you know, film. So I had to do my, like develop my own film and do all of that. And then once digital came out, I think it, you know, changed my life. I, I take way too many photos, um, which is fine. <laughs> my husband doesn't like it cause we share the cloud service on our phones. Yeah. So right now we're sitting at like 60,000 in our, he can never find what he's looking for in our photos, but it's okay. I, I, I'll help him out every once in a while. But yeah, I just use my phone. So I have the iPhone 11 Pro. And so I carry that around with me all day long and just snap photos of what the kids are doing, what the dogs are doing, and basically what I'm doing. And it's always from the perspective of what's in front of me right now or my viewpoint. Um, Since the kids are small and I'm always looking down at them. So I guess you could say that's why I always have those type of photos where they're always below me. 
Um, yes, yes. I noticed that. Yeah. It's, you definitely it's play a, with a lot of different perspective in your photos. Yeah. I think Allie Edwards, I, there was, I think it was like for a week in the life, I took one of her mm-hmm. classes or like it was one of her prep ones. And it, I think it's always stuck with me is to A, get into the photos. So I try to do that, but B, also trying to think of different perspectives and how they would work in the photo or in telling your story or telling what's happening in that moment. So I do try to play with that as much as possible to get, it's basically from how I'm seeing things right there, then and there, I guess you could say. Do you have any particular advice for someone who wants to try to to do more of this? Is it just a matter of practice and recognize that some of them might be weird in the end and some of them are going to look amazing and you're going to be like, wow, why haven't I done that before? Yes, I would say it's probably practice. I think this is why I, I do take the same uh, photo a few different angles or I will take it a di- few different times. So like for my one photo that you probably would see on Instagram, I probably took five different ones um, in order to get it. And it might just be a slight adjustment in my hand or like uh, the way that I'm holding my actual phone. But it, I do take different um, shots in order to get what I'm actually looking for. But it does take a little bit of practice. And I do follow, like I look at other people on Instagram to see how they're taking photos, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. so that I can be like, oh, I want to try something like that. And I think, again, Allie Edwards is a big influencer for me. And so, like, I think I saw her one time just taking a lot of pictures of her feet. And I was like, oh, why wouldn't I should start doing that? So I just kind of like, I get influenced by others on how they take their photos. And I'm like, well, I might as well just try this. And I just try it until it's something that I produce that I like basically. Now, do you delete the ones that you don't like? Uh, no, (laughs) I should. (laughs) I think this is why I have way too many on my phone right now. I think in the past I did, but I tend to, I'm afraid of deleting any of my photos. So I tend to keep them all. I should go back. Well, you know, they always say storage is cheap. So, um, yes, there's different perspectives on whether you'd rather just not worry about it or whether you want to kind of have a more curated library. So there's no like right or wrong answer. (laughs) Right, right. I think I tend, I am going more towards what you had just said, where storage is cheap. I'd rather just keep everything to be on the safe side. So if it is like one time I do see a different shot that I like. I can then use it, I think. Yes, yes, for sure. So what about editing? You have a very like consistent editing style. Are you doing this on your phone, on your computer? Are there any particular um, you know, presets you're using? So again, I use my phone to take the photos. And then usually the my process is I'll take all my photos for the day. And then usually the next morning... I will go through really quickly, find the ones that I like. And I usually try to post if I have this many 
because Instagram, you can only post 10 photos. So I'll find 10 photos that I like. And I use the Lightroom mobile app on my mm-hmm. phone. And so I'll quickly go for one of the photos that I do like. And I do use, I only use one preset. I have a whole bunch, but I only basically use one preset that I bought off of Etsy a long time ago. And it's called the, I think it's light and airy. And Uh that's the only one I use. I adjust my photos super quick and then I download them onto my camera roll and then upload them into Instagram. Um, Sometimes I do have one, if it is too light, I guess you could say, I have one other preset that I made to like kind of make to bring the colors out. Cause sometimes it washes those presets sometimes yeah. wash everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, that's how I normally do my photos. And then it's great because on my computer, I have Lightroom as well. So everything just kind of like uploads and it's ready to go once I'm ready to make a page for my memory keeping. Yes. I love that. I use Lightroom as well. And I'm, I would never switch to anything else because I'm so embedded in it and it's so easy. So. Yes, I agree. I, it's like, sometimes I'll go through, I'm like, do I need this subscription? Can I get away? Like not have it. And I'm like, this is like probably the only one I will never get rid of is the Lightroom mobile app. So you mentioned memory keeping. You've been creating weekly project life spreads using mostly Ellie Edwards digital products. So how can you talk us through the process of how you go about creating your spreads and and why did you choose eight by ten as the size? Sure, I I do eight by ten spreads. I I think for the last two years I did actually daily memory keeping digitally. And I recently got promoted at my work, so I don't have as much time. So I actually switched over to the Project Life weekly spreads right now. Um, And so I'm trying to, I'm behind, which is fine. Um, But I I tend to, on the weekends, I'll go through, do a few pages, and I'm basically it's plug and play for me. So I will find a photo for each day of the week and I just kind of like plop them into my template that I have. And I bought that from, I think her name is Tracy Larson. And so I just kind of pop in all of my photos that I want for that week. And then I go through usually whatever the current, um, kits that came out for Allie Edwards because I'm on her ambassador um, program right now. So whichever ones that actually came out for that month, those are the only products that I do use. And so I'll just, it's basically, I go through things very quickly. I try to create the pages like in 15 to 20 minutes um, because if I think too much, I will get Mm -hmm. lost in the page and then I get stuck and I can't move on with anything. Um, So I quickly just go through the folder, find whatever's sparking my interest at that moment. And I just kind of plop everything in there. And then I'll go back. I've 
done, I think for my longer stories, I've always either used Trello. I actually took your course on how to use the Trello boards. So I, I'll put the day and then I'll write a, a story that happened that day, or I will take whatever story I have from my traveler's notebook in the bullet sections and kind of write my journaling really quickly there. Um, I do use the feature. I don't know if you do this, but for me, it's instead of typing everything out, I use that talk to text feature. Have you done yeah, that? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I do that a lot and it saves me a whole bunch of time because I, I think it's easier for me to tell my stories talking versus, um, type, like typing them out. I think I get stuck because I can't spell correctly. So then once <laughs> I like look up and I see like all those red squiggly lines, it's, it's all over. So it's easier for me to just talk it all out. Um, and then I usually just save that page and I upload it. I use, um, the app called, it's called blurb, uh, trade, uh, blurb, Right or right book, right book, right. There we go. Um, yes, thank you very much. So I use book, right as the application and I just load in my pages there. And then when I was doing my daily memory keeping, I would do like it quarterly. And I think I would get like maybe two to 300 pages for just those quarters. Um, wow. yeah, that's when that's I was a lot when I was doing daily, it was, it was very intense, but looking back, whenever I go through like my Instagram and see the reels of me, like flipping through it, I always, I'm like, Oh, I need to go back and actually, you know, do daily again. Um, but right now I just need to take a break. I know I can't keep up with the daily. So weekly is what I'm doing. I'm still getting my photos in the book and and make and telling my stories. Um, this year is my goal is to tell more stories. Um, so fingers crossed that's working for me right now. Um, but yeah, book write is really, really nice. I love it. And are you creating your spreads in Photoshop, Photoshop elements, something else? I'm using Photoshop. Um, no, just Photoshop. I used to use Photoshop Elements when we would have to insert and or buy the actual program and insert the disc. But now, since you can actually get it in the cloud, I just I just went to Photoshop because that was something that I used back in the day when I was going to school was Photoshop. So I understand that one way better to me. Um, But yeah, and I just save it as a JPEG, nothing fancy. Um, and everything in the blurb trade book that I do is, it comes out amazing, beautiful. I I just love how it is. Um, I did try, I'm doing eight by 10 this year. Mm-hmm. Last year I played with a whole bunch of different sizes. So five by seven, six by nine, I think they had. And then this year I switched to the eight by 10 because if I like those big full size photos in there. Um, oh, for sure. And, and it's, it, it's also not too big. Right. I think it, it just looks perfect. I was 
very nervous this time switching over from this six by nine to the eight by 10. Cause I was worried that some of those photos might blow out, but they mm-hmm. looked perfect. I was super happy. Um, I probably will keep this size from now on. Okay. So did you know that you could create your book and send it to blurb directly from Lightroom? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. So you can actually, you know, finish your digital page, add it to Lightroom as an image. And then there's the book module in, and and that actually depends on if you're using Lightroom or Lightroom Classic. I will have to look into that. So if you are using Lightroom Classic, which has all like the extra features, there's a book module. And then you can print through Lightroom there. It has has a blurb integration until (gasps) you just, you set up like, I want eight by 10. I want this quality of paper. You press a button, it sends it to your blurb account. And then you go ahead and buy it the normal way from blurb. Okay. Cause I was always just doing it through the blurb app and then just kind of following whatever I hit publish and then go on and whatever prompts come up. Oh, I'll have to try that. That's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, I mean, Bookwrite actually is very, it's really solid software and they've done a good job of keeping it updated over the years. So if that's working for you, great. And also if you are using fully cloud-based Lightroom and not classic, then, you know, you'd continue that way. But Lightroom Classic does have that ability. And I like to just do as much as I can inside of Lightroom. Lightroom. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. I'll have to look and see. see. Yeah, because if you edit something, it will, that, you don't have to re-export it. Like the photo (gasps) will update in your, your book. Like let's just say you had a full page photo in the book and you edit the photo later, it will update in the book before you print it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and see. I'm going to look into that after this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, will be pr- I will be printing some alley stickers at the same time. So. Okay, we'll be doing something together. There we go. Yeah. And so, you know, you mentioned that you're thinking like you kind of have that craving about going back to daily, but maybe you found this balance because you want to tell more stories. Um but you have to be reasonable and rational about what your yeah. your time allowance is right now. So how do you how do you how are you thinking about project life going forward? Um, you're thinking definitely eight by ten for sure, but you know which what what is your current vision for the future? Um, so for I would say my current version of my memory keeping would be eight by ten. Definitely, will be keeping that. Um, I think since I'm in this new role at my job right now, Mm -hmm. I think it makes more sense until I fully understand and I'm more comfortable. So probably for the next six months, I'm going to probably just concentrate on doing the weekly and to not stress myself out because I am that type of person, I would say, if I don't get my stuff done, it, it will stress me out. And I think by just finding a medium or a middle ground for me is just to continue with the weekly, get them done. It doesn't have to be done on time. I can be behind. I'm okay. Um, it, it's just that I think that's how the next six months will be. And if I do miss my daily, uh, I can go back to that. It, it's fine. 
um, which I think the beginning of the year I was planning on doing weekly. So I would only have, I want to say one book um, Mm -hmm. from blurb. And then I missed the daily. So I did go back to that. I want to say like maybe February, March time-ish, I would say. And then I recently went back to the weekly because I just didn't, I couldn't find the time to, to do it. Um, but I think I'm, I'm going to miss the, I created about four books, I would say, because I did it quarterly last year. I'm going to miss that. So I, I keep going back and forth, but I'm okay with doing the weekly for right now. Well, I think you could think about it as, you know, once in a while you're doing a day in the life type of thing. You're doing, yes. you're capturing, you don't have to necessarily do that all the time to have it be meaningful and kind of an accurate representation of what a day is like. Yes, that is very true. I I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> when, and you think about it really like, you know, a weekly project life is is just a consistent week in the life project as oh, well. Yeah. And so you're basically combining the two. And then the book in the end will be amazing because it has both kind of both time lenses, you know, a daily and a weekly perspective. That is true. The rhythms. So Yeah. And I keep playing with um because usually at nighttime is when I like after the kids go to bed and I'm basically make one little spread in my traveler's notebook. And I, like I was saying, I basically put all of my bulleted thoughts that happen because how I memory keep is basically like a journal. It's a for me and B for my family and like the children so that they can see what kind of thought processes I had mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, And so when I do that, I'm basically thinking of what stories I want to write at that point. Um, And so hopefully it all ties together and at least I can always go back. I want to say once I switched over from doing physical memory keeping to the digital, I went back a full year and redid everything digitally because I was so excited about the digital products, how quickly it came together. Um, Shannon Pages was the one who kind of like taught me about digital products and how Mm -hmm. to use them and all. I just, between her and Allie Edwards are my two favorite people for everything. With memory keeping right now. Well, of course we love Shannon for sure. She's on our creative team. So I love her. Um, So I guess I'm curious, what advice do you have for someone who's maybe curious, even just after our conversation of making that shift from physical to more digital? Um, I would say I would just jump in and then just try one page. Um, It's, I'm a very tactile person, so I do like the feel of paper and like pasting things down. And I think that's why I still keep this traveler's notebook to get that um, fixation, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. like out. So I do keep that there. So I still get that happening. But with the digital, I'm 
I can just use these products in so many different ways and I'm learning different ways all the time. Cause I'll see something, um, that somebody does on like a YouTube channel and I'm like, Ooh, I like that. How can I bring this into being a digital page instead? Or I try to sometimes recreate what other people have done on other like design teams for like Ali Edwards, something that catches my eye. I always just try to figure out how to make it digitally. But if you want to like jump from one thing, like from the physical to the digital, I think you just have to play around with it and, and find somebody that you are inspired by and just kind of like follow what they're kind of doing for a little bit because you're drawn to that from the get-go. And so I followed that Shannon Pages, for example, I followed how her process was and I dove really deep into any videos that she had, um, process videos, just her flipping through the books. I would do screenshots. Um, But yeah, I would follow somebody that you really enjoy their digital spreads and just kind of start creating them with your photos and then you'll find your style and I try to be very minimalistic with my um, memory keeping pages for digital. Less is always more, as my husband tells me. So I try to always just do a photo, a element. So it's basically like one of Allie Edwards' like stamp kits, a journal card, mm-hmm. maybe, and then some writing, and then be done with it. Um, I think that's why I've been able to, in the past, keep up with all those daily pages because they only took, I don't know, like 10 minutes to create. So I just kept going through and doing the same kind of layout um, each time because it was just, it, it becomes like a routine for you to, okay, I just put this here, there, 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 and then be done. Well, and I imagine even even though you're not following that routine, it kind of paved the way for you to be able to even do your daily recap photos now. And like you're just you're very much in the groove. And the more you yes. do it, even if you end up shifting the output, you still have the muscle memory for consistency and routine and getting your photos managed. Yes, that is very true. I I agree with that. Natalie, this has been so inspiring. I want to go create some things right now. Thank you so much for talking to me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. So I was ecstatic to be on. Awesome. And I'm so glad you took the Trello class. That's one of my favorites. We love using Trello for organizing all of our scrapbook ideas. I think you're the only one who has something out there on it. I would say for scrapbooking and it makes so much like sense to me. So I thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah. So can you share where our listeners can find you online and you know, anything that you might be sharing in the future you have newer coming up? Sure. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram and it's basically just Natalie Posniak over there. And then I do have a YouTube channel I only post there every once in a while, but I do have process videos there. And that is, again, my Natalie Posniak that you would just find me over there. And things that are coming up, I don't think I have anything. Just keeping my head in the game of 
completing my pages right now. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just what we need to do. And I love how you've really um, streamlined your process to have a little bit of balance of the digital and the tactile. And you figured out what's going to keep you feeling on top of your memory. So I think you're, you're on the right track. hundred percent. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, again, so good to talk to you and to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. It's the best it's ever been.